Yep, it was not a fun day, unless you're the tax man. <laughs> yeah, taxes are... Uh... This is why they made alcohol. Yep, <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> What is going on, everybody? This is episode four of the Herpeticulture Podcast. As always, I am Justin Smith with Pomoda Coast Exotics with my co-host, Mr. Jacob Bratz of... JLB Morelia. Episode four. Already been a month. Man, time flies, man. It That's, does. Uh, it's crazy how long we've already been doing this. It's, yeah. uh, it's going pretty good, I think. I've been enjoying it. I've yeah. been looking forward to it. It's nice to have something each week that I'm... Yeah. Looking forward to do yeah something. The I get podcast about. thing is like super simple, yep. super enjoyable, super chill. Yep, it's not hard to do. Nope, not complicated. Especially now that we kind of have like the uh, sound thing down and everything. It's yeah, like, I I honestly expected the curve to be slightly steeper. Um, mm-hmm. with this, I was already f- somewhat familiar with soundboards and mm-hmm. GarageBand and everything else like that, but. I thought I would have to spend way more time playing with all the settings and EQs and nah. stuff like that. And it was literally like plug it in, like yep. adjust like the low end, maybe a little bit and then go. Good to go, man. So. <clears throat> Today, we are going to talk about <clears throat> carpet pythons and the myths surrounding them. I oh, think yeah. they're slowly, slowly on their way out, the myths. Definitely on their way out, absolutely. But A lot, uh, you know, just in the recent years, I think a lot has changed as far as perceptions mm-hmm. on them. Yeah. Um, There's still a lot of things, a lot of things people seem to read. I don't really know where they read them on the internet, but there's a lot of things that people seem to think are still true about them, mm-hmm. and it's uh, just not the case. So I uh, figured we could uh, discuss that a little bit tonight for any uh, new carpet keepers or people looking to get into carpet yeah, pythons. if you've ever thought about them. And even uh, green tree pythons, there's also mm-hmm. some stuff within that we can talk about. And quick disclaimer, if I'm mouth-breathing, it's pollen season. <laughs> so for like the month of uh, the the month of March, like I'm perpetually like mouth stuffy breather. and cannot breathe. Uh, so right. I'm struggling to get oxygen right now without mouth breathing. <laughs> 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 That's all right though. All right. So, um, what's the biggest myth you usually see, you've seen of recently? Uh, one of the ones on the that interwebs. one of the ones that uh, that kills me, and I literally just heard this the other day from somebody talking about getting a carpet, is a uh, high humidity. And uh, I'll, I'll admit, I was one of those people who thought they needed high humidity. But again, when I was first getting the carpets, you know, that's what I was seeing everywhere that they need high humidity, and um, it's really not the case. Some people seem to think that you need to spray your carpets down mm-hmm. like daily, you know, yeah. and keep them like wet and that's not the case at you may all. Have, so that may you, i may be thinking of something the same thing you've seen recently because there was another post where someone someone had theirs like really moist or mm-hmm. wet and everyone was like why is it like that yeah and they were like oh well, and i read that it was supposed to be kept humid yeah like no. <laughs> i <laughs> think it all. goes without saying because this has been said a million times by about a million different species there's a mm-hmm. gigantic difference between humid and wet oh yeah there's yes <laughs> a huge difference um, and honestly, I don't think there's, unless you're keeping, you know, 
elephant trunk snakes. Like, you know, right. there's, there's really not a species that you need to keep wet. Mm-hmm. You know, everything, there's some certain things that need high humidity, mm-hmm. but, you know, wet is never good yeah. you know, under any circumstances. There's like, a fine line. Yeah, exactly. Because, like, I mean, you get species like rainbow boas, which I've, I've had one a couple yeah. years ago, and I initially had some issues with it. And mm-hmm. it wasn't until I really like cut back on the ventilation and really, really kept it and pretty humid. It was actually, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of condensation. It was pretty technically wet. Yeah, and yeah. I mean, that was, that seemed to make things a lot better with really? it, but yeah, I haven't really messed with the rainbows since. So with the rainbow, uh, bow <laughs> I used to, I used to work with out in Texas. Um, what we did is, you know, we kept it in like, you know, a tub versus, mm-hmm. you know, a, a, like a tank with a screen lid, you know, um, um, it was set up in a tank at first, but I was like, no, we're, we got to yeah. switch this. I had this in an exoterra. Yeah. That I yeah. And, um, we just sprayed it down, you know, every three days or so, you know, gave it a nice little soak and he shed perfectly every single time, mm-hmm. ate fine, never had any issues with that. But, uh, back on the carpet python yeah, side anyways. of things, <laughs> another Sorry. tangent, um, I'm trying to adjust my mic. So if you're hearing the sound, sorry, there's like no perfect position for this damn thing. No, there's not. Okay. I think we're good. Um, but yeah, a lot of people seem to think you need to spray your carpet down, you know, a couple times a week and it's really not the case. Mm -hmm. Um, the only time carpets, I think, I believe should be sprayed if ever are when they're in a shed cycle. Going in a shed cycle. Yeah. But even then, I have, I've never sprayed carpets, you know, Mm -hmm. when I was keeping some in tanks, I would give them a little mist. Um, and that was, you know, back when I was, um, new to keeping and Mm -hmm. I thought they needed misting, but ever since, you know, I've kind of, you know, talked to actual breeders Mm -hmm. and, uh, done more research, I haven't done any misting and I get perfect sheds every time, you know, they get their humidity as long as you have, you know, you don't have some tiny water dish and, you know, something that's got, you know, Mm -hmm. a lot, a lot of ventilation you're really fine you know it's they get their the humidity needed especially if you're using things like a rack system even in a tank i haven't had issues you know with uh, with humidity with just having a water dish you mm-hmm. know that's where they get their their humidity it's funny i think the, the the power of an oversized water bowl is kind of under underestimated oh, absolutely like absolutely you'd be amazed at just what upgrading to like probably slightly larger than what's absolutely you know what's really needed right does just in the grand scheme of humidity yeah. and stuff like that like i've yeah. noticed that with the green trees is you know you give them an oversized water bowl i've had zero issues with any sheds i mean granted when they do mm. go in a shed cycle i usually miss them every other night or so i'll miss them and then i'll let them dry out completely right. and then i'll hit them again and that's, <clears> the, that's the biggest thing if you are spraying anything even carpets if you are deciding to you know miss them at all is the biggest thing is you need to let it dry out yeah. completely before you remist or you're you're creating an environment for bacteria to grow um like mold especially if you're using things yeah. like um, that, like a, that like a tub turns bending. into a petri dish absolutely especially, when you have heat and humidity that is like that's prime real estate <laughs> exactly. for microorganisms and bacteria and stuff yeah, like that and, and mold and things of the sort yeah. and you know it's um it can be a uh it can be a slippery slope for sure if, mm-hmm. you, if you don't know what you're doing um and if you're keeping them in you know say a rack system it's gonna hold that humidity a lot longer mm-hmm. than in a, in a cage um, which brings the point that like disinfecting and stuff when you're cleaning yes. is really important very important when it comes no to when it comes to that because you yeah. know like i said that's a petri dish essentially and so if you know you can 
let it a lot of people let it dry out and then they'll just change the substrate or paper towel or whatever and just think like there's nothing going on like even no. if it's dry there's still bacteria in there oh yeah absolutely every time <clears> i do, every time i do cleaning i pull all the newspapers out and then spray mm-hmm. down with a disinfectant and wipe it all down you know, i use i use a natural um a naturally based disinfectant so it's actually something that you know even if there's still some of the fumes mm-hmm. in there it's it's not going to hurt your animals at all yeah. you know so i just give that a nice wipe down but it you know kills off bacteria which one are you using it's actually one made by um the one in the tan bottle yes okay yeah there's sure. one there's one for mites i have yeah I, I have that one but i don't i don't use that as much since i came across frontline yeah. um but i will use that just for a little bit of disinfecting mm-hmm. here and there um but the main one i use is the it's in a big spot natural chemistry i think nature's I chemistry something I, like that i use f10 yeah so but I use that I just spend, for a I try to overpay for F10 yeah. and use it. <laughs> I just give a little spray down with that, and it's done really well. It mm-hmm. helps with smell and, you know, gets yeah. things out, kills bacteria and everything. So it's been working for me. Um, I've actually been thinking about switching to chlorhexidine. Yeah. Just because you can get, you know, gallons of chlorhexidine for fairly cheap. And the F10, yeah. you know, that little tiny, like, I think it's a – how big is that bottle? I forget. The little bottle that's not very big and it's about right. thirty dollars a piece. Mm-hmm. I mean, granted, it actually you're only using. I actually use a little more per gallon. I use like fifteen milliliters. Yeah. And I mean, one of those bottles will last me. I don't know, three months plus. Yeah. So yeah, and, I don't, it, and it works really well. Like I'm right. actually, you know, it it within the concentration it's in, like it works really well. I use it for all the geckos and snakes. Right. It's completely safe. They can ingest it. They can. Oh, really? Yeah. It's you know it's hundred percent. If something you know that's not gonna yeah poison them or anything like that and then that's my biggest thing with any type of disinfectant is i want to make sure if there's any fumes left over that i i just happen to miss you know and then the other the thing that i that i try to avoid is you know doing your doing your disinfecting and then having to go in and actually wash your tub or enclosure where mm-hmm. with, with like water and everything to me that's just that takes that's a lot more time when you have yeah. you know animals so i'd rather prefer to use something that's not gonna if there's anything left over you know as far as foods mm-hmm. or anything that's not gonna you know hurt them in any way <clears throat> yeah i like that f10 it just yeah. like i said for you know as a, at a cost perspective it's not not awesome but right. it works really well you know there are people actually i've heard of some vets actually recommending that like for a minor ri or like the beginning stages of an ri mm-hmm. like nebulizing f10 okay. and it actually like helping to clear out ris and stuff yeah uh, yeah so it's it's being used you know it's yeah. it's it's a disinfectant but they they use it for other stuff and right. it, you know like i said it's completely safe if they ingest it it's completely safe if they drink it you know whatever it's not gonna hurt yeah, them so yeah, so, yeah more more of that moral of that tangent is clean your stuff out really well yeah um but back on the humidity thing um like for instance i've got a about a six and a half seven foot uh, pure coastal jaguar female and she just shed for me the other day, and I use this as a good example. You know, down here in South Carolina, you know, we've the humidity stays. Yeah, we up we don't even. Ha- we don't struggle like the people at West no, do at all. No, that that's a that's a different story, you know. But if you're in somewhere like Florida or you know South Carolina, even in the the winter months, my humidity I've got a humidity gauge up in my reptile room, mm-hmm. and it stays at a solid thirty eight to forty percent humidity no, no, in there. I've and, never even gauged it. I just know that yeah, it's high. Yeah, I know that. In the, in the coming months, because it's still. Currently here in South Carolina, it's teetering between yeah. if it wants to stay winter or go into spring. Yeah. And it's <laughs> so it's like one day it's warm and semi-humid, and then other days it's like 50 degrees yeah. and dry. 
Yeah, but even then, you know, if as long as it's you're not at like you know a ten percent or less humidity, mm-hmm. you know, I, I really haven't any issues. Yeah. You know, I've I haven't got, either. Like so, for my big girl, I've just got her. You know, I've got her a nice size water dish. You know, mm-hmm. it's not massive, but it's a good size dog bowl. Mm-hmm. And um, and like I said, I didn't spray her a single time while she was in her shed cycle, and she shed out mm-hmm. one big old long piece, perfect shed, yep. no eye caps, no tail piece, no nothing. Like you know, that's it, it's really not. It's it's not as a big of a deal as you know a lot of people seem to make it out to be. Is, yeah, know, and that's one of the things. That's one of the things I noticed early on when I was first keeping carpets. Um, like when I forgot my first carpet, which must have been oh seven ish. It was in high school. Yeah. Um, like I, I noticed, like, because I was there was a point in time where I think when I was reading, if I recall right, is there were people saying, you know, keep them semi-humid or keep them. Make sure you give give them ample humidity so they shed right. And I, you know, a lot of the times I never bothered, and they all sh- like they shed fine. Yeah, I didn't have any issues whatsoever with them. No, they get their necessary <clears throat> humidity from their water dishes. Mm-hmm. Even even so, in a you know a terrarium with a with a screen top, you know that's even then they, they yeah. really get everything they need. You know, just from having. And even then, humidity dish. is only like a small part of it because. Oh yeah. Uh, Hydration has more to do with shedding issues than yeah, humidity does, I yeah. think. You know, if you have a snake that's well hydrated, you're not going to have any issues with it shedding. If no. you have a snake that's not drinking, it's only going to, you know, it's going to have more problems than just shedding. But yeah, absolutely. That, that plays a big part in it. Yeah, and that comes into mm-hmm. having, a, you know, a big enough water dish for them to be able to find and mm-hmm. everything like that. You know, if you have a you have a sub-adult carpet or even you know something that's you know only a year or two old you're usually fine you know they they are old enough to, you know they they find their water dish mm-hmm. but you know if you have something like a baby you know and something that's even too big of an enclosure that you know that's a problem you yeah. need to find you need to have if you're going to do that you need to have a nice size water dish you know to make sure they can find it and that they're drinking properly and everything getting that um that that proper hydration i mean grand uh, scheme the i'm um, Grand scheme carpets are probably some of the easiest snakes I've ever kept. Absolutely, they really are, man. They. I went in like when I first got my first one. I was like, oh man, this is gonna be. This isn't a corn snake. This is gonna be tough. Like. Yeah, that. And then the, I kept one. I was like, this thing eats every time I put food yeah, in there. That's. It sheds fine every time I put it in there. Like. That's another. It's doing like flawlessly. Like there's just no problems yeah. with it whatsoever. It was like. That's another What's really the big deal. That's another really common myth is that these <clears throat> these animals are just harder to keep than they actually are. You know, mm-hmm. they're not because that was how I went into when I first got my carpet. You know, I I made sure everything was down to a T. I did yeah. all this research and like you know, I I found out you know some some of the stuff I read was wrong. But again, I was new to carpets yeah. and everything. Um, but. It, everybody made it seem like they're such a hard species and really the only thing you have to keep in mind with carpets is that they're going to get bigger than a ball python mm-hmm. or a corn snake you know yep. they're just going to have to be able to provide a nice size enclosure other than that man it's it's a cakewalk to keep carpets it really is you just, yeah you have to know what you're doing mm-hmm. you have to you know know what to expect with them but it's it's not that hard i mean would you recommend them to somebody as a first snake i i would if they i would recommend it i would make recommend something like an arian jaya to somebody mm-hmm. as a first snake but i only if they had had some experience with snakes before, like yeah. if they had handled something that got a little bit bigger, mm-hmm. um, you know, if they were comfortable around snakes, then yes, I would. But if they were a little nervous about it, I maybe not. I would more so go like a corn snake yeah. route, you know, a colubrid. So I would have no issues saying 
Yeah. Like, if that's what, like, here's the deal, though. Like, understand. Yeah. This is what you're looking at as an adult. Like, if it's a female, if yeah. it's a male, you know, I'd. I would absolutely. I'd agree with you that if there's a way they can see, like, what an adult yeah. looks like in person, that might if, give them a better idea before they purchase. But, right. If, I mean, care wise, I'm like, you're no, really not. Care, gonna, you're gonna, it's gonna be hard to screw this up. Yeah. Care wise, absolutely great. Great beginner snake. Mm-hmm. Um, but the only thing I would just recommend them hand at least handle, you know, a, a large yeah. adult just to get an idea of mm-hmm. how big they can get um, and how big they will get. Um, and that's another myth I, I want to talk on as far as mm-hmm. the size of carpets. You know, whenever we get off that, um, they're huge. Yeah, yeah, Have you get, seen the twelve foot one yeah, on, co- on Facebook coastals, in the news? Coastals get twelve feet long. That's uh, no. Um, but yeah, as far as humidity, it's, it's not as, it's not as played out as it's, uh, I will say the carpet that I keep at work for just as an office mm-hmm. snake, he's on Aspen Yeah, and that's about to get changed out because he just shed a week or two ago mm-hmm. and that's the second time I've had any issues with him. And I think it's Aspen yeah. will suck the humidity out of anything. Yeah. Aspen is a pretty <clears throat> dry it's bedding. great for corns yeah. i've used it for corns for years yes. used it for other stuff for years but some of the more not necessarily tropical but like boas i noticed yeah. don't seem to do as great in aspen as they no. do just on new newspaper uh, paper towel yeah and i think carpets are the same way like i keep my brettles on news um paper towel yeah i use paper fine every time. i use paper more than yeah. anything in my displays i'll use um i'll use a loose bedding you know i just set up mm-hmm. a little display for my bread line you know right now i currently have aspen in there but i'm just probably gonna get i prefer out. cypress over anything else yeah i do prefer cypress it smells um, better. but there's there's a lot of people who use um aspen mm-hmm. and like sandy chips for yeah like i said i've carpets, used it i've used like, it for other stuff for years yeah. and i've never had a problem with it yeah, but, but for they, this guy for whatever reason he yeah. has gone to the two sheds and they both had they weren't awesome. Pieces. They weren't great. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But there's there's a lot of people out there who use Aspen for carpets and you know with with no issues. Mm-hmm. Um, personally, I like Sandy Chips a little bit better than you know Aspen shavings, but they're that's a little bit more expensive. just because it clumps better. Um, all that and it's easier if they do swallow. I've never used if they it, so. if they swallow any of it, it's oh, easier yeah, to digest smaller, smaller because pieces, it's such right. such tiny pieces. Yeah. Um, and so I like sandy chips, but it's a little bit more expensive mm-hmm. and harder to find. It's not something they can just pick it sounds up. Sounds like cheap. I've heard like I, like I said, I've never used it, but it, I know yeah. that there's plenty of people who have. Yeah, I've I've heard nothing but good things about it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I do like sandy chips. But like I said, if I'm doing a, any loose bedding, I'm probably going to end up rolling with cypress. Yeah, just cypress it, it looks better. It smells better. I, I enjoy it more. Yeah, and if you do, you know, even and if there is, you know, a dry spell or whatever, you know, or if you're out, on, you know, in the northwest or something like that, you know, you're where you're a lot more dry and you do have to spray your carpet, then yes, I would recommend mm-hmm. the cypress. You know, so you can do a light spray and it'll actually yeah. hold that humidity a lot better. Um, whereas with Aspen, time out. There's someone. Nope. Who is this at my door? Got so <laughs> yeah. With uh, um, something like Aspen, you know, you you don't want to spray Aspen. Um, if you're doing it every once in a while and you're doing like a light spray, you can get away with yeah, it. Nothing um, heavy though. Don't drench it. Absolutely not, because that will mold, and you don't want mold. Yeah. Mold is bad. Um, not good at all. So if you're going to do any type of misting, I absolutely, I absolutely recommend um, the Cypress mulch or even paper towels. That mm-hmm. that you know, I have I haven't had a problem spraying paper towels. Yeah, paper towels have been working fine for the brittles. Yeah, um, I, and everything else. I mean, it's 
cost wise, it's you know since I'm already using it for the geckos and stuff, right. it's it just makes sense to just roll with that. Right. Yeah. It's uh, and I use I actually use a newspaper for most of my mm-hmm. stuff, you know, because you know I, I can get it for free, you know, and yeah. I can get a lot of it, so it's not a problem for me. Um, like I said, for displays, it's not as pretty, I guess, mm-hmm. you know. So if you're trying to set up a more naturalistic enclosure, then yeah, something like cypress mm-hmm. mulch would be more your speed. But you know, if you're just using rack systems or you don't care about it looking pretty, you know, you just want want something to eat you know, of ease, you know, and easy to use and everything. Yeah, paper Easy to is, get a hold of and cheap. Yeah, paper is absolutely the best way. Don't get me wrong. You're going to run through some paper towels if you oh, use yeah. paper towels. I, I go through I go through a lot. Oh, yeah. Um, I was <clears> cleaning <throat> all the snakes this morning. I went through a whole roll. Oh, yeah. Like, and a whole gallon <laughs> of water, which, I mean, before I got more snakes, that wasn't a whole lot. But, like, yeah. the geckos, when I clean the geckos on the weekends, dude, I'll roll through, like, four uh, rolls oh, easy. Yeah, easy. And not even the regular rolls. <laughs> We're talking about, like, the jumbo, like, yeah, the exercise. Yeah, yeah. I need Definitely. to buy stock and bounty. They should yeah. be a sponsor of this podcast. Oh, yeah. Bounty, <laughs> bounty hit us up. Um, but, uh, yeah, that that pretty much covers the whole humidity thing. Um, so don't overthink it. Yeah, That's the case with a lot of snakes. Don't, just don't overthink it. it. Man, like, just because a care sheet says, like, this is the way it needs to be done. Like, yeah. Like we talked about last uh, episode, just, like, do some extra research. Yeah. Do reading on more than one source. Yeah. And you'll find conflicting information and you what, make the infor- like make your make yeah. your own deduction from there. One thing that um that uh, people will read online is uh, about the heat is uh, they they'll say 90 degrees on the dot is where it mm-hmm. needs to be. And 90 Is it degree- 90 degrees constantly where they come from? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like <laughs> that's not the case. Like um you can don't get me wrong, ninety degrees is about ideal, but if you're ranging anywhere from about eighty seven to ninety two, ninety three, you're you're good. Like ninety three is a little warm, but it's it's not bad, you know. You're you're fine, and even down. I think even if it dropped a little more than that, like they'll be fine. Yeah, like and if it gets down to you know eighty six or something, you know you're fine. You know people, there's actually guys, you know some of the larger scale breeders were actually will actually heat a whole room up to about eighty three, eighty four, and mm-hmm. then not use any external heat. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and that right there tells yep. you that they don't need that. They're yeah, really they're, like they're tanks. Yeah, like especially the brettles. We talked about this before. Yeah. Like they're, they're really hardy snakes. Yeah, and if you really have to try to kill one, in yeah. my opinion, like yeah. you really have to put some some effort, or you have to really not be paying attention to what's yeah. going on you in order for not, one to roll on. You, you have to not touch it, not give it any water, not feed it. Mm-hmm. You know, and even then, it's gonna take Keep months. Keep it at hundred <laughs> degrees. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's it's just one of those things. Like I said, don't overthink it. You know, and if you're if you're keeping if you're getting a hot spot from about eighty eight to mm-hmm. ninety two, ninety three, you're fine. Now, what was your appeal to carpets initially? Like what? What, what made yeah like what 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 was it when you first saw carpets that said like that's what i want well like, that's it, what i want i want a, every one of those yeah, i can get yeah it, was, it actually happened when i was um before i even had got my first snake i was doing it was back you know as i said in the first episode um when i was trying to talk to my parents and let me keep snakes mm-hmm. i did a bunch of research on a bunch of different stuff trying to find what i could keep and you know what my parents would allow me to something i didn't get too big and I remember I was watching videos and um, 
I believe it was on Reptiles TV. I don't know if that's still a website or if that's still going or whatever. I don't remember this, that one. This was several years ago now. I was probably 12 or 13. And um, I remember they did a short episode on a carpet python, carpet pythons. And uh, he pulled one out and I saw that animal and I just said, wow, that is incredible. Like that is so mm-hmm. stinking cool. So I researched them and it turned out, you know, that from what I was reading, they got too big for my parents' likings because, you know, they wanted me to get something around the three to four foot something range, you know. They didn't quote want unquote anything. manageable. Yeah, right exactly. On. And, you know, even though Erie and Jai's even still will get, you know, bigger than three or four feet. Mm-hmm. You know, even though your average male will probably stay around four foot, you know, four and a half foot, you know, that's they're not going to push much bigger than that. But uh, Being big is a relative term yeah. because, like, so, you get, like, dog-toothed cat snakes that get, like, almost ten feet. Yeah. But they're like pencils yeah exactly. there's like nothing to them but yeah. is that considered big yeah because yeah. i don't really consider it big i consider it long yeah yeah but like so it's like big compared to what yeah exactly you know, it's just, you know, it, but in my parents eyes you know right. them hearing you know snake they're they're kids. reading eight to nine feet on females yeah. and they're like yeah they assume uh, no. that eight to nine feet and like girthy yeah exactly and it's really not gonna um, be anything like that right but yeah so that was when i first saw carpet and i just thought they were absolutely amazing 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 animals um but you know unfortunately i couldn't keep them Mm -hmm. um so then i got a little bit more um acquainted with snakes started keeping some more started keeping some colubrids and at that point you know carpets were always in the back of my mind but it wasn't really something i really pursued until i was in college and um i had a pair of corn snakes and i was like you know what I don't want these corn snakes. Like I want something. I want a carpet python. Mm-hmm. Like I'm in college. Like I can get a carpet python if I so desire. I'm an adult. I can do so, what I want. Yeah, yeah. You know, mom, mom and dad don't have to know about this. <laughs> so, um, so I went to a show and I traded my corn snakes and forty bucks for my first carpet python. And from there, I just became obsessed. It was it was all downhill from there, man. They were. They were just so cool. That little snake was my pride and joy, man. I love that. I still have them today. I still have my first carpet right now. Um, but, you know, and it, it was just the pattern, the patterning yeah. that really drew me. Even just your wild type carpets, you know, it, the patterning just drew me in mm-hmm. so much. And, you know, back then I didn't know anything about the, the subspecies or the localities, you no. know, anything like that. You know, I just knew about carpet pythons. It wasn't until... Uh, I guess two, two and a half years ago when I started getting into carpets, um, that, you know, I started looking into, it was like, whoa, they're not just carpet pythons, like ball pythons, like they're not just like with ball pythons, like a ball pythons, ball pythons, ball pythons, Mm -hmm. like there's nothing, nothing else about it. But then I was reading all the stuff about Erie and Jaya's and jungles and coastals. I was like, well, what's the difference? And Mm -hmm. then I started researching and then next thing i knew it was all i could think about 24 mm-hmm. 7 thinking about these subspecies and you know what i wanted to keep and it was it was all i cared about you know i, and I just became obsessed mm-hmm. with carpet pythons and now i'm almost down to strictly all carpets in my collection i still have two that aren't carpets but they're going to be gone soon mm-hmm. and um but yeah that's kind of how it came to be with carpets for me they just my first memory of them is Chesapeake, we were living in Chesapeake at the time, Virginia. Um, this must have been probably '02, mm. and me and my dad were breeding corn snakes. I was 
probably 13 or 12 at the time. And we went to this, there's this guy that we used to buy a lot of corns from and stuff, mm-hmm. and he lived somewhat locally. So we'd go visit, and he had a carpet. Yeah. I remember seeing him being like, oh my God, what's that? And he's like, oh, that, you know, he's like, that's my carpet by Vaughn. He's like, he's not friendly mm. at all. Because my dad was asking, he's like, what, what are they like? And that's another one. He's that's like, another thing I want to talk about. <laughs> he's like, oh yeah, he's, he's like, he's not very friendly. But it was a, it was a coastal, if I recall. Mm. Um, I just remember seeing it and being like, wow, that's really cool. And I remember that stuck with me for a long time. Yeah, and then yeah. it would be around the time that I got my first carpet. Um, uh, I went to, a, there's a flea market in Charleston that we used to go to all the time when I was a kid. And we were, we went one weekend to this one and, uh, Alan Bosch. I don't mm-hmm. know. You ever heard of Alan Bosch at all? The name he's sounds big familiar. up in Charleston. Yeah, I don't okay. think he's around anymore as far as business goes. I think he's back out in one of the Dakotas or something. I don't, I don't mm. know. Either way, he had a little baby carpet. And I remember seeing that thing, and, and I wanted it so bad. And I just like, I remember reading about them all the time. And there was like one book in particular that had that talked about them briefly, and they had some mm. really cool pictures. I was like, man, those are so neat. And then I finally got my first one, and I was just hooked, man. I was like, these, they're, they just, yes. there's something about them. I don't know what it is. Like, I think, I think, they're like of a slightly higher than average intelligence for yeah, a snake. Yeah, like I, they, I agree. like they seem to be more. Things just click. Alert to what's going on. Yeah, you they, know, they're they, not just like a corn snake that just seems like it's kind of like, oh, I'm just, I don't know what you are. I'm they're, just they're wondering. Much, Everything's inanimate, you know. And, they're much more curious, yeah. um, you know, in, in my opinion, at least. Um, they look around a lot. They pay attention to everything. Mm-hmm. You know, they'll come out and, you know, watch you walk around, you know. Every time I walk out, you know, and the ones that uh, where the animals can see, see out of their tubs yeah. or, you know, in like my big ones are in four-foot enclosures, you know, they have, you know, either a glass or a plexiglass you know face you know when they when they you know feel me walking up or something you know feel me walking around they come out and they're, mm-hmm. they're checking things out probably because they that's want my food. Brettles is. they when probably my, want when food I'm, when but... i'm in the room like i won't see my brettles most of the time when i when i peek my head in the room walking by or something yeah. when i'm in the room moving around like she, they i see out. my brettles head pop out yeah. and usually within a few minutes like her whole body's out and she's yeah yeah she's climbing around and i'll you know i'll take her out i'll let her come out and, yeah. and hang out and explore for a bit or and that's the other give thing her some stimulation that's the other thing that really you know also dreaming carpets is they're not an animal that's just going to sit in your hands like a blood, yeah. like a blood python like that was one thing that kind of deterred me from you know into getting out of bloods is you know when i would handle them they just sat there they yeah, didn't sluggish. do much didn't do much you know yeah exactly they're, they're it's and, a different kind of well i don't, yeah. don't want to say they're a different kind of predator because like they're both they're both technically ambush. sitting ambush yeah. you know we're sitting wait but blood's more so yeah you know. like you know like carpets will a lot of times carpets ambush from above mm-hmm. you know especially your more arboreal species like jungles um you know they'll ambush from mm-hmm. above even most other jungle um carpet pythons except you know here and jaya's here and jaya's being a little bit more terrestrial but um yeah chondras absolutely always from above mm-hmm. um you know and then bloods are strictly terrestrial species you know it's just a different type of ambush um, but that was one thing that did really draw me to carpets was how active they mm-hmm. were. You know, every single carpet I have, when I take it out, it's going everywhere. Yeah. It's just checking things out. It's cruising around, you know, and that it keeps you active. You know, don't get me wrong. It's more of a workout. You know, I, I had my, I had my, not like you can put it on the table and leave the room to go. Yeah. You have no. to water just to come back and <laughs> no, absolutely like you couldn't not. With, a, with a ball or something or blood. Yeah. You know? it just, those would just kind of sit there. Carpet's going to be gone. Like mm-hmm. they, they're very active snakes. And that, I just, I, like I said, I don't know what it is. I just, I feel like they're more inquisitive. There's something more going on with them mentally than, than some yeah. other snakes. And it could just be me. Cause I've talked to some other people about it and they're like, nah, um, but I've, I've just noticed, like, yeah. they, they have, 
I don't want to say they have more personality, but it's something similar to where they just, I don't know, they just seem to have more going on upstairs. Than, they're just, they're more active, stuff. more curious, you know, at least from what I can see. <clears throat> you know, like for, like just, just the other day, I had my, uh, my caramel girl out and I let him, I've got this thing that I let him climb on while I clean and stuff, mm-hmm. you know, and she, I you saw know, the, the Snapchat. Yeah, yeah, you saw that. Yeah, she, uh, <laughs> I was like, man, I gotta get me one of those. Yeah, it's like it a wor- really good it, idea. It worked out great, man. I saw it in my parents' closet. I was like, oh, uh, yeah, I that's need, mine now. I need to do that. Cause like, I'm the other day, just this morning, I was cleaning out the brettles and I had her in one hand and I'm like trying to yeah, rip paper towels off the roll in the other. Pain. I was like, I have nowhere to put you because I'm not going to put you on the rack because she'll yeah, intertwine herself yeah, all in yeah. it. It's a nightmare. And I was just like, no, man. This will just. Pin it to my body and figure out how to. Those, those clothes racks, man. They, uh, that's a great idea. Yeah. I saw that. I was like, oh man, because that's that's actually something that's funny. Because when I clean the the chondros and stuff, or when I take the chondros out, like the mm. adults, I, I keep dreaming of like some sort of uh, like you never seen the things they use to sight in rifles. Yeah. Little U hook yeah, things. Yeah, yeah. Something like that that I can literally just take the perch out, set it on that, do what I need to do. Take them off, yeah, put them back. Yeah, in. yeah, yeah. Because like half the time when you take them out, I can't just set them on the table. Right, it's kind of awkward, and they're like usually yeah. a little bolt or something. Yeah, so yeah. I was like, there's got to be some sort of like parrot perch holder or yeah, like something yeah, out there that yeah. exists for me to be able to do this. Because mm. it just drives me nuts when I'm trying to clean them. I'm like, I need to take you out. Yeah, but I don't know where to put you. Right. And so that, that's tangent, but that was, yeah. maybe think of it. Yeah, another thing. But yeah, no. <laughs> but uh, yeah, for you know, for instance, like you know, I had her out on climbing on that thing, and I went and sat down just to kind of take some videos and some pictures of her, and she came down off of her little climbing thing and onto the ground, and she literally just came up into my lap, just came up, put her head on my leg, and just and you look like you have food crawled up into me. You know, it's like I I just think they're more. Don't get me wrong. Most car, most of my carpets try to get away from me more yeah. than anything, but you know, for some reason, the I bigger throw. ones definitely seem. I think that's that's actually true with like some of the huge rat snakes I found. Mm-hmm. They're just really mellow, and I think yeah. it's because they literally get so big, nothing's gonna mess with them. No, so they're they, like they, they have care, no really. they have no reason to be really defensive. <laughs> yeah. Like I'm talking about like these five foot plus rat snakes will pull out of the chicken pen at my parents' house yeah. sometimes. Yeah. Never strike nothing. Like they just want to get away. Yep. And I literally think it's because <laughs> they get they're so big. Like their their natural predators are. Yeah. In smaller numbers than right, if they were right, smaller. Right. So. Right. I think it's a similar situation with those. Yeah, with anything, sure, really. Sure. But um, another myth I would like to uh, bring up is the size of carpet pythons. Um, one thing, you know, again, when going back to when I was first getting into carpets is, you know, I read how how big they can get um, and how big they usually get, you know, but there's difference between how big they should get and how big they can get. Mm -hmm. Can they, can your big female coastals get 10, 12 feet long? I've heard of it. If you're really trying. Yes. If you are really trying, sure they can get there, but it's going to be a a 12 foot snake. That's not going to live as long (laughs) because you are power feeding the hell out of that. Exactly. The average, you know, from, from the breeders that I've known that I know and I've spoken to an average size coastal for them. Now this is a breeder female. Now mm-hmm. you know, a breeder female and average size coastal is about seven foot. If that, you know, six to seven foot is about mm-hmm. average. You know, your jungles will max about six, you know, and everybody telling me, you know, these things are going to get nine, 10 feet long and nine's not quite as out there, mm-hmm. but it's still, it's still that's still too big. You know, that's, that's an overweight animal. You know, you're feeding that thing 
way too much. I mean, much. there are some exceptions because you will have some, some that are, gen- you know, genetically or they're just, just they come from bigger lineage yeah. or bigger animals. Yeah. So it's not like it's it's. And that if you be... have a snake that's nine foot, it's like right. It's impossible that it's not just nine foot because of the you know yeah genetic predisposition or whatever like right. that. So I mean, it is possible. If, but if you're feeding, there's exceptions if you're feeding to every it rule. properly and right. it still gets nine foot, then yeah, it that, was that, supposed to be nine. Yeah, feet. That, that's one thing. But if you're just slamming the thing with rats and mm-hmm. you know everything else, you know people even get them up to feed rabbits, man, yeah. carpets, and it's just like that's. It's not it's necessary. Um, but yeah, your average in coastals being one of the largest um, subspecies, I think brettle breadlie are supposed to get Brettles are the biggest. Bre- yeah, yeah. breadlie are the biggest. Because um, the I mean females it's it's not uncommon for females to get to eight. Yeah. I, if I recall. I think the average is actually eight for you know a, uh, with a female. Yeah. I think eight is about the average they can I should probably know since I have one. Yeah, we both have <laughs> we both have breadlie. We're like, oh <laughs> but yeah, I think eight's about average for, you know, a breeder female and they they so that is a, that's a hefty they, snake, they're on the, you know. on the bigger end of the spectrum yeah absolutely but coastals are right there behind them and i've heard of people having these you know 10 plus foot coastals mm-hmm. and it's just like well i've also seen <laughs> i mean i don't granted i don't know that we have the availability of these as they do in australia but like southern coastals get considerably bigger than northerns yeah yeah and things like, like it's and, a pretty actually it's a pretty yeah. big difference from what i've what i've seen in red and like inlands get fairly yeah fairly they get a decent too. size I'm pretty sure they might be bigger than coastals as well. Maybe. Or about the same size ish. I have to know. look it up. I, like I just know bredles are like yeah. of the bunch. Yeah, like oh yeah. I think breadlie coastals and inlands are the three mm-hmm. the three bigger ones of the species. But none of those on average should reach more than eight, maybe nine foot. Mm-hmm. You know, that can they get that big? Yes. Um, should they get that big? You know, it depends on the animal, but in most cases not really. Um You'll have to part. <laughs> Ignore my roommate yeah, playing PUBG and being obnoxious. Somebody's yelling. I heard that. Right, Doug gets uh, excited when it comes to his online game. <laughs> as soon as he was, um, I walked in, he was playing PUBG. I was like, Doug's going to be on the podcast. And he doesn't even know it. And he's like, this is going to happen. Um, but yeah. But that's, yeah, I mean, I, even, you know, I had an adult. It was it was one I got from a friend. Uh, it was some sort of cross, I'm sure. It was mostly coastal. I'm almost positive. Yeah. But... I think it was a male, and he was probably about five feet, so he was probably about yeah. maxed out. And I mean, he was he was completely manageable. Like oh, I, yeah. I, you know, he was maybe the diameter of like maybe like a racquetball is probably a better. Mm. I, guess I was gonna say golf yeah. ball. Golf ball is too small, but a racquetball yeah. is probably more accurate. And right, like tennis he was, ball. He, you know, he could eat. I'd feed him. Uh, I think what was I feeding him? I had, this was years ago too. Um, I would feed him like maybe two adult mice. Yeah, I kept him on the thinner side too. I didn't yeah. didn't power feed him or anything like no. that. And and um, I said <clears throat> when you know when people are talking to me about carpets, you know they'll tell me you know the size is their biggest concern, and that's you know that's where I mentioned Arian Jaya's. You know mm-hmm. I have a female that is she's an adult. She's a 2012. You know she's she's six years old. That snake it might be five foot, mm-hmm. maybe. I I'd be I'd question whether she actually hits it and you know she's she's girthy she's definitely big enough to to um have a clutch you know a good clutch you know she's about as big around as an average person's wrist or forearm you know and you know that's 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 healthy you know she she eats a medium rat you know every three weeks or so 
and that keeps her at a healthy weight. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I take her out and she's got lots of, lots of strength. You know, she, I can feel, I can feel her body, you know, she's got, she's got the muscle tone, you know, you can, one way you can test, you know, you know, any snake's strength really, you know, to make sure they have that good, um, that good muscle is, you know, you can kind of, you don't want to do this for long cause you know, you can, you know, hurt their spine or something, but let their, let their bottom half dangle a little bit. If they can pull themselves up, you know, and hold themselves up, you know, they've got good strength, but they're Without just laying much strain. Yeah, yeah. You know, if they're just laying there like a limp noodle, you, you try know, that with the bloods, and, I feel like that's not going to happen. No, that, that's <laughs> not with bloods. The blood's just gonna sit there <laughs> yeah. Just they're just going to hang, you know, that's a that's a different that's another ball game <laughs> um but uh yeah you know it's they really especially Arian guys they really stay much more manageable um and you know that's one thing that that's one thing that honestly drew me to ijs you mm-hmm. know and i feel like i could that reach. and the color i mean the, yeah, the color I, on natural ones like the I, ones you've gotten i just yeah. every time i see some you know yeah. something from, from the guys you've gotten years from i'm just like oh man i don't need them yep. just keep keep scrolling yeah that's keep going I, Ignore him. I love my Arian Jazz. Jacob I'm do his thing. I'm not going <laughs> to do. I'll just stick to Condra. Yeah, he's uh, we got Justin the Condra guy, and then you got me. It's, uh, you can just call me IJ Jake. You know, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, came up with that I on Jake. the spot. IJ Jake. I'll take it. <laughs> That's my thing, good. man. Yeah, they're, they're small like me, you know. So, uh, <laughs> I'm not a big guy. <laughs> I'm a Sasquatch. So, uh, so, yeah, you can stick with your bread line. Yeah, you know? Okay. Uh, but yeah, man, IJ's, IJ's are where it's at, especially if you're concerned about something getting, you know, possibly seven foot, yeah. you know, cause seven foot is average for a coastal, mm-hmm. you know, that's, that's not uncommon at all. But if you're, if you're, if you think that's too big, IJ's are There's definitely other options. more, yeah. IJ's are definitely And that's kind of the neat thing about the whole Mer- like Morelia genus is, you know, you have, it's not all, it's not like retakes. Yeah, variations. They're all going to be kind of the same size unless you're just dropping serious money on super yeah, dwarfs or something yeah. like that. You know, like, you know, if you, if one doesn't work for you, you have a subspecies that's going to be, you know, probably right. cater to you more. Right. And the cool thing is, you know, if you're just getting one as a pet and you just want just like a wild type, you mm-hmm. know, whether you get an IJ, a coastal, you know, some of your jungles will go for a little bit more, but IJs, coastals, you know, anything like that, usually Very sell affordable. For pretty cheap, mm-hmm. you know, they're. So if you want something bigger, you can spend the same price, get something bigger. If you want something that stays on the smaller yeah. side of, you know, five foot ish, you can, you can spend the same amount and uh, still get, you know, a snake that they built, they look similar, but they obviously do have their differences as far as pattern and colors mm-hmm. and everything. And, uh, and even, you know, with, um, some of the line stuff that's being done with Arian Jaya's, yeah. you know, there's, you know, your classic, a lot of the, um, classic IJs that have been going around are much darker. Um, but you know, with some of the line bread stuff, they're really bringing out a lot of, mm-hmm. a lot of lighter colors, a lot of lighter grays. Like I have a, um, I have a 2016 Will Leary line, um, IJ male. He's still pretty small because, you know, when I picked him up, they said he was a slow starter. So yeah. he was, he was a little behind, but I've, runt. I've got him going. He, he's gained a lot of size and, uh, he, he only gets better with age. Mm-hmm. You know, he's just getting lighter and lighter as he grows. And uh, I'm really excited to see him. And I'll actually be getting, hopefully be getting this breeder male here in the next uh, couple weeks. And, uh, he's, He's almost gray, you know, mm-hmm. where, you know, where there would be, you know, a lot more black and, yeah. you know, that's to me is really cool. And that you can do that with almost any species, you know, if you line breed for certain, um, you know, polygenic traits, you know, lighter colors or stripes, you know, mm-hmm. something like that, you know, there's, they have come a long way in a short period of time absolutely. compared to other, other species. Absolutely. Like it's pretty ridiculous, you know, yeah. 
like probably not even maybe not even 13 years ago we you know we didn't have half the stuff that that we do now as far as morphs go and color and i mean i'm still not too hip to a lot of the morphs and stuff that are going on Mm -hmm. um i really like zebras i really like granites um i like the exanthics and and stuff like that but i just i just you know i've always been more attracted to just you know your your average run of the mill yeah yeah and honestly, that's the majority of my IJs. Like, yes, I have one granite, and then I've got a head exanthic coming in. Actually, the head exanthics are really cool. I've, I don't know if I ever told you about that, but the head exanthics actually display more of a silver color. I've on, heard that on the, yeah. on the side. And um, Eric Kohler actually sent me a picture of um, of one of his. And literally, if you put it next to a normal wild type IJ, mm-hmm. you will see the difference. Yeah. It is literally silver on the side. I've, I've seen some pictures and I've, I've seen some stuff on the on the groups and stuff about it. Well, I, I never will, really paid attention to it. I'll, I'll have, check it out. I have one on Wednesday. Myself. I have one on Wednesday, so you, know, you, can, you can see that. I'm pretty excited about that. Um, so the other big myth that I see, um, and I don't know that this is one that's ever going to go away because it, it applies to chondros and stuff too, is that they're aggressive. <laughs> That's one Which that re- is like, that's one, it's not entirely wrong. It's but not it's entirely not wrong, entirely wrong but it's also not true. Like it's, do you have aggressive carpet pythons? Yes, but are there aggressive ball pythons? Yes, are there aggressive corn snakes? Yes, mm-hmm. like it's just like I said earlier. There's always exceptions to the rule. Yeah, like there's some snakes are just a little bit more on the defensive side, and that's you can't pinpoint to one species being more aggressive than another i guess in some cases Mm -hmm. you can you know there's but anything that has been worked with properly you know it has is used to being most adults i've come to find are are mellow yeah very trustworthy it's the like the babies and the younger you know yearlings and stuff are the ones that are a little more high strung but i mean if you think about it naturally they have to be yeah and see that's this that's how i explain people is like they're not the babies are not aggressive they are defensive defensive because think about it if a giant now they see they see an infrared right. you know they they so this giant heat source this giant is, sun is, is coming, coming for me is coming down on top of them mm-hmm. you know that to them that's a predator you mm-hmm. know that's they stay you know if they're on the ground or in a tree we are in a tree huge and they are tiny yeah and, and in predators their eyes, we are the end of times yeah <laughs> and in the wild predators come from above so that yep. is why whenever i go to pick up you know really any of my carpets i always go underneath um i never so i never go from above yeah that too <laughs> um especially with some of the bigger ones but the little ones man i always go to scoop i never go mm-hmm. to grab i always scoop them from underneath because in the wild predators come from above and that's a threat you know Mm -hmm. and and yes so yeah they're gonna be a little bit defensive they're gonna try and bite you because in their head it's it's i have to kill them before they kill me i gotta defend myself so i can get away from this thing and once they once they know that you're not a threat to them they know you're just the one that feeds them you know you're not gonna kill them like they they mellow out as they get older yeah there's nothing to be be afraid of i have one carpet python that is a little dodgy coming out of their enclosure and that's Mm -hmm. my bread lie um you know all of them can be a little bit a little bit hissy when they come out carpets can be a little bit more vocal than other species they just like the puff a little bit but you know that's just because they're irritated because you're yeah. pulling them out. You know they're sitting on their heat. Now you're. It's funny you to say that too out. about the bretelii because it seems like there's there's a small percentage of bretelii that are just terrible. Yeah, yeah but it's a small percentage. Yeah, like I've had people is. they keep them and they're like, man, like I can't touch mine because it'll tear me up. But then but, I have ones like mine where like yeah. as long as like 
you know, when I go in to get her out, I don't go in like instantly with my hand because she's automatic. Yeah. She's in food mode food, all the time. Always. So yeah. I always like with any carpets that I've had in the past, I'll hook them mm-hmm. or at least tap them with a the hook first to let them realize that it's not, they're not getting fed. I do that with every single and carpet. She comes out just fine. Yeah. But man, like, and, and it, see, just, it would suck so much to have a bread eye that you want to like hang out and yeah. like have and take out and it just be a complete ass like, yeah, all the time. yeah absolutely and see my bread life she's not even that bad yeah coming out she'll she might try and tag me mm-hmm. and if she's just out if she's out of my hand doing her thing that's fine if i go and put my hand in front of her or waving in front of her yeah she's gonna strike at me because that's that's kind of a threat like she doesn't want some big old heat source up mm-hmm. in her face like yeah get away from me you know and then once once I'm not doing that, she goes about her business, and I can handle her just fine. So I got a dog mine getting the water bowl out most of the time. Yeah. She's like, oh, food. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And, and that's the other thing that people think they're aggressive because, they, man, they're... Carpets they're, have a ridiculous feeding response. Ridiculous feeding response. Literally, you could feed a carpet probably every other day, if not every day, and they would eat oh, probably yeah. every single time. Don't do that. I've never kept <laughs> snakes that were... So they're so in such in like so in food mode all the time. Yeah, they are very food responsive. So yes, coming out of their enclosure, you know, especially if you feed in, you know, in the enclosure that they stay in, mm-hmm. then yeah, they're gonna be they could be a little dodgy coming out because when you first thing first thing you open that thing, they're gonna say. See, I came to find it oh, even food. with carpets, it really didn't matter if you set if you put them in another container or not because they no. still were like no food. Yeah, like they're just always on. Yeah, they're always on on food mode, and you know it's. But a lot of the aggressive myth thing is is it's mostly unfounded. I mean, like I said, you're gonna have <laughs> you're gonna have some that are not friendly or not trustworthy. Yeah. You're gonna have some that are like you know really skittish, really flighty, and then you have some that really just don't seem to care whatsoever. Yeah. And like, I feel like that's the majority. Yeah. If if they've been handled, mm-hmm. you know, as as you know, uh, as hatchies, you know, it's uh, and that's one thing that I try to do when, and that's one reason why I like getting babies is because, you know, I can work with them. You know, mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't take my snakes out every single day you know, but I do handle them every time I go for a cleaning, I take the animals out, handle them for a little while and then let them do their yep. thing, you know, for, you know, climb around on something, you know, but I always have, I always have hand time with them. I always handle them. Um, hand time. Hand time. Yeah. It sounds, <laughs> sounds kind of weird. I, I, I got to pay the bills. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Like yeah. I said, the tax man is <laughs> doing me wrong, man. so I got to make that extra money. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I, I do put in a lot of time with my carpets and. Like I said, I hardly have a single one that is I consider aggressive, mm-hmm. and I hate the word aggressive. Yeah, I really it's, think. it's thrown around. I don't. Really I don't. I really. Do. I use it for There's a big difference. I use it to two. beginners because you know if I say defensive, they may not know exactly what I mean. But I, I don't use the term aggressive nearly at all. I always say defensive mm-hmm. um, because it's it's not aggression. They're defending themselves. Yeah. You know, it's. Um, it's like when I got, you know, going on a different species, like when I got bit by that rattlesnake, you know, the first thing everybody asked me was, did you kill it? I hope you killed that thing. It's like, no, I didn't kill it. The thing, the thing thought I was, I was going to kill it. So it tried to kill me first. Too like, busy screaming in pain to worry about where it was. <laughs> yeah. Um, but you know, it's, it's a defense thing, man. They think, yeah. And Everything's a predator. Yeah, exactly. Especially in the wild. Yeah. So it's. It drives me crazy when people mm-hmm. say carpets are aggressive. It's 
it's just not the case. Um, most of my, the majority of my carpets are absolute sweethearts. Mm -hmm. And even that for, for instance, I got a, um, my second carpet ever was a 50% IJ Jag, IJs again. Um, and, IJ uh, yeah. <laughs> um, but, uh, when I first got him, I couldn't go anywhere near him. All he wanted to do was kill me. Mm -hmm. That all, all he cared about was biting me as many times as he could. And I was determined. I was like, all right, I'm going to calm this thing down. I will do it. And so at that point, um, I was going to break you. Yeah. I still wasn't used to snakes that like to bite a lot. Um, so it was kind of intimidating mm -hmm. at first. So what I did to kind of help my intimidation is I got a pair of gloves that I knew their teeth wouldn't get yeah, stuck like to. Like welding gloves? Yeah, something like that. Mm -hmm. And um, so I used that for i use those for weeks about a couple a couple times a week i worked with him took him out and he was always he was still pretty dodgy but he he, he wasn't as threatened by the um by the gloves because they the heat of my skin wasn't on his skin so he didn't you know he didn't care as much mm -hmm. um and so i started working him with the gloves and he got better eventually got the gloves off and now he is an absolute sweetheart mm -hmm. he does not care if I take, I can pull him right out. No problem. Totally trust him around my face and everything. You know, a lot of times something new, a new carpet, you know, especially a big one. I don't let them anywhere near my face. Yeah. I will, not, sure. I will not do it. <laughs> so, but him, I'll let him go all around my neck, head, anywhere, just because he's, I know he's a sweetheart. I wish and, Amazon you know, Trebos were like that. Yeah, Amazon Trebos no. are just perpetually very angry individuals yeah. <laughs> they have yeah. a lot of hatred in their yeah. little bodies See, <laughs> to like though i will say that's kind of like the package deal with those mm -hmm. like if you get an amazon trevo you can expect it to be a jerk yeah but it's almost like a, a an endearing quality in them. yeah and that's it's like part of it's just part of the fun you're like because you're gonna go in this tub and you're like i know you're gonna hate me and i yeah. know you're not gonna like this but i still find it funny yeah. and i'm still gonna like do whatever i need to do yeah and, and you're not gonna like it yeah no i mean you know and uh, hognose snakes are the same way man i had a little uh, my female was fine usually she just liked food way too much mm -hmm. and she that's would, what i've, I've heard she, they have pretty ridiculous feeding responses too like especially would, when she, they get on mice yeah, yeah she would bite me if given the opportunity uh -huh. she 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 did and <laughs> she she did That's bite weird. me and that was that was painful but um i had a male um this again just uh all this anger the little little tiny little tiny body like he mm -hmm. was only maybe you know, a foot and a half long you know hogging the snakes don't get very big um but you could not touch that animal without him hissing mm -hmm. and smacking you again in a, in, a in, a in a defensive um state again if they think they're getting food they mm -hmm. may bite you but in a defensive state hog hog snakes will not bite you they just won't um unless again it's a feeding accident and um this dude this little dude would smack me with his head he'd hiss puff out his neck get all flat and had not wanted nothing to do with being touched you know but then so some and so some snakes are just like that no i'm you know, curious no matter how because much. for the cresteds I've definitely noticed mellow parents mm. produce mellow babies. Yeah. Because I have one male that I paired up last year, and he's a complete nut job. Like, anytime yeah. I open the tub, he is gone. Like, he's Jeez. running, he's jumping on the walls, yeah. he's, like, doing everything he can to get away. Jeez. And I noticed almost pretty much all of his babies that I had hatched last year are the exact same way. That's crazy. And mom isn't really, the, the, the dam isn't really like that. She's pretty pretty chill she can she'll kind of take off a little bit but that male is just he's like psychotic he's just always like gone yeah. jumping 
trying to get away, and I found that his babies were the same way. Mm-hmm. In the same token, I had other pairs where both the parents were completely chill, mm-hmm. didn't do any of that, like pretty much just kind of sat there, you know, they climb up your arm, whatever, whatever. Yeah. And their babies were the same way. Like babies hmm. weren't jumpy, babies weren't runners. Like, so I'm curious if that plays a part with snakes as well. That would be, um, that'd be I would imagine it doesn't, at least to a degree, but. Yeah. Let's get some super <laughs> aggressive snakes and see if they, uh, produce yeah. some, some well, super aggressive stuff. <laughs> like the just chondros kidding. and stuff. I, I know the general consensus is that U.S. like captive born babies are mm-hmm. on the whole mostly pretty chill. Yeah. Like they're not as high strong as like the imports mm. will be. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like my import, my male chondro, I'm ninety percent sure he's an import, probably mm-hmm. more than that. Yeah, and he's he <coughs> will not let me touch him. Yeah. Like he does not like me at all. No, my female, she tolerates me. Like if I'm in there cleaning and stuff, she'll pretty much just sit there and watch me. She doesn't really yeah. make a go at me or anything like that. But the male, if I'm in there cleaning, like and he wakes up, he's like, he's going. At what you. are you doing here? Like, get out! Yeah. <laughs> get out of my. And space. the babies, I mean, the babies are always in food mode anyway, so they're they're striking at me regardless. So. Yeah. But I'd be curious to see if that plays a part in it, like it yeah. does the geckos. Hmm. Yeah, it's, a, it's an interesting thing. But yeah, so moral of this is carpets are not as mean as everybody thinks they are. They're really not. Super easy to keep. Super mellow. Most of the time. <laughs> yeah. They're pretty. They're active. What else could you ask for? It's yeah. Car- carpets are perfect, man. I mean... It's the best genus. Yeah, absolutely, Morelia. Although I, I mean, I can't say that I could do just carpets. Like, there's so much other cool stuff. Oh, I like, yeah, like I, yeah. I was, I've been, I was looking up some some Boiga stuff yesterday, like mangrove oh, snakes man, and stuff. I want to do, cool. I want to get into those so bad. Just that whole genus. Yeah. And I've been seeing a lot of yeah. captive bred stuff lately. So at some point, those are really cool. Maybe in the next year or so, I'll I'll take the plunge into those because yeah. I just they look like so much fun. I mean, I'm a I'm I'm an arboreal, I'm very yeah. partial to arboreal stuff yeah, to begin with. Obviously. <laughs> I can, I so, I mean, that. just like, I don't know. Mangroves yeah. look like a lot of fun. The uh, the green cat snakes look like yeah, a lot of fun. Cat snakes are stuff, you super know, cool. The dog tooth cat snakes look really, yeah. really cool. Yeah, for sure. I've just been seeing so many available. I'm like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try them out one day. I don't know when I'm going to do yeah. it, but I'm going to do it. I'm not. I'm not gonna just do carpets, but I think for a while I'm gonna stick to strictly Morelia. Mm-hmm. I, I just love that genus so much. I think it's so cool. Every species within it is absolutely awesome. I mean, I'm just partial to like anything Australian. Oh yeah, Austra- python any, wise, like Australian. I think all the you know awesome. children's like, pythons, and yeah, stuff. all that stuff. Like I love yeah. the, the children's. I have are a blast. I mean, they're really yeah. nothing special. Yeah, but they're just really they're fun species to yeah. keep. I think spotted pythons are absolutely amazing animals um i mean and i may end up getting into mm-hmm. those again one day um i used to have one but ended up uh passing on me for mm-hmm. some reason yeah i like the granites a lot on the spotted yeah oh yeah granites are really cool um and it's cr- like you think it's almost it's crazy because you see all the stuff like australia has over there morph wise in mm-hmm. those man it's insane Dude, have like you, we have don't have anything no, here more wise like you get no. a children's python like it's a children's python yep. <laughs> over there they've got like they've got some cool it's stuff, like the man. equivalent of their freaking balls have you like, seen it's crazy um, have you seen peter birch's yeah. any of his stuff that's like man. when i think of it that's what he's, comes to mind he is the anteresia guy got going on. that dude is the is an anteresia nut and he he does great with those things absolutely um, but yeah, Morelia is 
absolutely my favorite. Where's that? I, in, in, in my opinion. In my opinion, but you know, others. And that that opinion. includes like the scrubs and everything. Those oh, got yeah. separated now. Those aren't in Morelli anymore. Those are really. Yeah, they're in those and Bo Ellen's. And wait, all are all scrubs being uh, being mm-hmm. separated from Morelia now? Really? Yep. It's Somalia now, I think is how you pronounce Somalia. it. S I N. Yeah, I've seen that. A L I A. But I've seen different people use it for like. I, it hasn't, I don't think people have like accepted it yet. Yeah. Like they still call them Morelia just because. I, like they're like Chondros. Chondros yeah. used to be Chondro Python. Now they're Morelia. Yeah. Like they'll always be Chondros. Like, yeah. Scrubs will always be in the Morelia family, even if they're not yeah, technically in it. People are always going to be like. See, I've seen some. They're always going to get clumped together. When because I've been doing a lot of research on scrubs recently, and um, I see some people will label different localities of scrubs, um, some Somalia or Somalia or whatever mm-hmm. you want to call it, and then some with the Morelia, you know, yeah. Amethystina. You know, the Morelia Amethystina, from what I've seen, are like the southern scrubs and yeah, the, the barnecks, um, and the barnecks, and then the. The Somalia or Somalia or whatever. Um, it may be, honestly. It, like I, 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 I really find, don't I, know. I've been meaning to look up the paper on it, honestly, because it's, yeah. it's been a somewhat recent change. Yeah. And, um, so I, I actually I do need to research that because like, I'm curious. Yeah, because um, Nick Mutton um, works with the uh, Tannin Bar Scrubs or the uh, Nada, and mm-hmm. um, he had, on his website he actually has them listed as Morelia Nada. Mm-hmm. But I've seen them as um, Somalia Nada mm-hmm. and... Yeah, I just think it's like that weird transition period yeah. when something gets moved into a new genus that they're like, the yeah. scientific community says it's one thing, and then all the people that are all the communities like, like screw nah, you, we're going like no, yeah. All I would that, be, I would be hard one research of those guys. and stuff you did. Yeah. Like, <laughs> nah, we're not gonna accept nah. that. It's still, it's still Morelia. To be honest, Sorry. I would, I would be one of those guys. Who'd be like, nah, it's it's Morelia. That's, I, don't I, I have a hard time <laughs> not like if it's something new. Like I'm gonna call it something new. Yeah, just me. Yeah. But but I like Morelia. And I don't want to. I don't want to lose any of my species within it. But it's yeah. still like even when I it's think still about Morelia, scrubs, yeah. it's still to me. To me, it's in the car. It's they, in the carpet family. They like, look it's still exactly like carpets, just bigger and you know different, a little bit different shaped head. But mm-hmm. they look so much like carpets as far as you know the body and you know head shape and things like that. You it's know, funny you talk about that too because there's still the debate going on on if a lot of the subspecies are in fact subspecies as far as like jungles and coastals. Mm-hmm. There's people who are denying oh, that they are two separate things because it actually they talked about that in the complete carpet python. Yeah, yeah. They're like, they kind of say they don't have enough genetic diversity to to uh, grant subspecies yeah. status, but at the same time, they're definitely not the same. Yeah. So it's weird. I don't know. Only time will tell. But There's a lot of a lot of confusion going around, but. In my head, scrub pythons will always be Morelia, even if they are Agreed. Somalia. But in my head, they will they will be Morelia. I consider it like I look at it like a like a little sister or something. Like yeah. you have Morelia, and then it's like, oh yeah, remember when they moved scrubs out of their genus? It's like sure, yeah. but it's still Morelia. Yeah, that, like, yeah, you know, that, all, that, like, that was Chondros cute. <laughs> will always be Chondros, even if there's yeah. Morelia, they'll always be they'll, that's they'll yeah. always be called Chondros until yeah. the dawn of time. Yeah, it's. It's just how it is. End of time. Dawn of time. Yeah. I'm not gonna lie, man. I'm thinking uh, I might get into some southern scrubs before I dip into the chondro world. Oh yeah. Yeah, dude. It's uh, it's really piqued my interest. They look like a lot of fun. Yeah, I really, I really want to pick up a pair of southerns. I'm not gonna lie. They look, they look pretty sweet. And I just, I think they're a little bit more up my alley because. Mm-hmm. 
they're much more similar to carpets as far as as far as husbandry right. and a little as far a little bit of behavior they can be a little bit more dodgy mm-hmm. than carpets are known for but you know they're more terrestrial they, they are more arboreal than carpets they at least they can be but they're not as arboreal as green, green trees. trees you right. know they're kind of in that in between yeah. but their their behavior and care is much much more that of a carpet python mm-hmm. um so i'm thinking I think I might have I'm to just hooked on the green there, trees, man. man. Dude, you're, you're obsessed with I'm green trees. I'm obsessed with green trees. Yes. I'm obsessed. I don't know what it is, because, like, big picture, they're really kind of not exciting snakes. <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, I, I, I walk in, males curled up sleeping. Yeah. Females curled up sleeping. Yeah. Babies wake up and strike at me when I walk by. <laughs> And that's kind of it. Like, yeah, just, they're not a I'm very. Like, but they're just so cool. I talk, man. I talk so yeah. much smack about ball pythons. <laughs> then you keep a snake that literally sits on a stick all day, doesn't move a whole lot, yeah. and then when you do get to see it at night, it tries to take your face off. Yeah, it's just, so it's. Like, it's uh... Uh... But they're pretty. Yeah, and they're Morelia, so that too. Know, you know, that's uh, not alone makes it cooler. But you know, for sure. Oh cool, man. man. Well, we're at our hour mark. Unless you have something else that you wanted to dive into that I'm just not thinking of. I think we covered kind of the big ones. Uh, yeah, pretty much the big ones. Aggressive, humidity, mm-hmm. care size. I feel like there was one more that we're missing, but maybe I can't. Maybe not. I can't think of it. And I think those are that's that's the big ones that those I can remember the off the top ones. of my head. Yeah, I'm sure there's a few other little nitpick things that people like to like to point out, yeah. but. If there's anything we're missing, guys, you know, hit us up. For you sure. Know, if you think there if you think there's something we should we should add or even if you have a topic we'd like to you'd like for us to discuss. You know, yeah, I am uh, still I've I haven't gotten around to, to the whole guest thing. I've been yeah. busy yeah, slash we're, lazy. We're only four episodes. And I'm just now, so. Yeah, I know. I just people are gonna get tired of hearing us babble. I think we're pretty cool. I don't know. <laughs> 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 people are gonna hear us just give out our opinions and be like those guys don't know what the f they're talking about yeah, well <laughs> we keep successfully and we keep healthy in collection so i'd say we're doing something right at, yeah. the, at the least I agree. we may not know everything but we definitely don't know everything but you know we can help out you just do can. this for fun we're yeah, not man. meant to be like the no. end-all be-all no. stephen hawking <laughs> of like her pediculture no literally just two dudes that keep and enjoy it and don't like that like that like morelia way too much but you yeah know, it's uh i'm not mad about that i'm, I'm perfectly okay. i do want to get some guests on here though to be able to talk about yeah, some other sure, stuff like sure. i really want to get someone to talk about like dart frogs and like that just some cool. other you know yeah, get other off, stuff that we get don't have as much experience on and yeah bit. I like to get Change somebody. I like to get a uh, somebody bigger into hots. I know you yes. keep. I know you keep a couple hots, but mm-hmm. I'd like to get somebody on who keeps like a large collection of them. That yep. would be uh, get somebody's get somebody's take on all this free handling that's been going on because yeah, um, that's uh it kind of drives me crazy it gives me a lot of anxiety when i see people nice. doing it and because i've been bit before and um, you know what's gonna happen <laughs> yes i understand uh how much pain that person will go through if uh if if not you know if they do get hit so it, kinda, it gives me a lot of anxiety when i see people free handling like they do and uh to me it's um it almost comes off as lack of respect 
Um, I, I don't think it's purely an, an ego thing. It's I do purely do, for yeah. the shock factor. Yeah. And, and nothing else. Like, there, you cannot justify that. It's not worth it, man. And the one thing that I... <laughs> The, the one thing that drives me is insane is all these guys out there free handling and then like and in their bio on their page or something the first thing they say is don't do what i do yeah really I like do this for the respect of the animal yeah it's no like, no you don't no <laughs> putting a russell's viper on your face or whatever <laughs> else is like you have to have something yeah, wrong in your brain like you're just dumb i'm sorry but if anybody gets offended by that you don't have to listen to this but <laughs> it just it doesn't make any logical sense no, like there's no justification for that whatsoever i no, don't understand it at it, all it, there's there's no point man it's like it's, you have absolutely no reason to, to put your hands on the snake unless no, it's for medical reasons and even yeah. then like there's a way you do that without getting bit just not I could go on about this for another like two yeah, hours, so we'll, yeah. we'll save this we'll for save something else. For this episode. is supposed to be a preview of like my blood pressure rising. <laughs> I can already see it; his face is turning Dude, red, guys. <laughs> I get fired up about yeah, this because it also it makes everybody else who keeps hots look like a complete moron. Yeah, and like, you're making us look real bad, and, and then you have to tell these people when they see that stuff, they're like, "Oh yeah, I saw a guy on Instagram or on Facebook, you know, holding a cobra," and it's like, "Okay, well, we're not with those assholes." Yeah, so. and it's it can be dangerous because even though you're gonna tell people, "Don't do what I do," "Don't do this," it's like somebody's gonna see that and think, "Oh, I can do that." And that yeah. person's going to go out. Someone's been drinking too killed. much Natty Light. They're going to go out back behind their trailer, find the nearest copperhead, and then yeah. be like, check this out. I saw this on the Instagram. Yeah. And like, <laughs> get bit in the jugular or something and have a stroke. It's, uh, it's a slippery slope, and uh, I don't agree with it at all. But again, another, you, another for you, another episode. You know... You know the punchline to that joke. Yeah, I spent I spent four <laughs> days in a hospital from a rattlesnake bite, and uh, in my hospital that'll have to be like the, the hospital. Episode the hospital bill, subject because yes. like I haven't I haven't been sure if that's like something you want to talk oh, about absolutely. or not. Absolutely, so I'm totally down like, to talk about this. Dude. I don't know if it's a sensitive subject no, or not. It's, if he's it's like, not man, sensitive. I don't want to talk about it at all. No, like, no, I'm uh, I've, I'm very okay with um, sharing my experience. I've been like really curious about yeah. it. Yeah. Oh no, I I am absolutely very willing to talk about that um but uh yeah it's uh we'll plan that for next week yeah it's definitely uh don't get bit by rattlesnake guys it's uh it's not, it hurts it's not fun and it's very expensive i will tell that tell you that right now it is extremely expensive to get bit by if the bite won't kill you the bill will yeah it's uh yeah i about had a stroke when i heard what my hospital God. was luckily insurance is good so you know that's but, something I've actually been curious about too, but I'm not think I'm not going to get into it right now. Yeah. Either way, we'll get into that next week yeah. probably. Yeah. That's going to be an interesting episode because I'm going to get probably angry <laughs> and raise my voice. <laughs> <laughs> That'll have to like calm down the rest yeah, of the day. Yeah. But I try to I try to keep it. And like I've actually gotten pretty good about it lately. Like I'll see that stuff on Instagram or whatever, and I'll just be like, if I'm following you, I'm just going to unfollow you. And yeah. it's like you know. Play Russian roulette all you want. Yeah, go Your ahead. day's coming, buddy. Keep go rolling ahead. those dice, because yeah. when it happens, I'll be sitting here giving you that like, because of that picture you got <laughs> of your bite in the hospital, hey. like, hey. hey. <laughs> like, yeah. hope it was worth it. Right on. Yeah. Hope all those DMs you were getting from all the ladies <laughs> yeah. were totally worth it. Do the math. How many DMs did you get, and how much was the bite worth? Did yeah, you figure yeah. that out? Because I uh, bet you it the, doesn't add up. Did all those uh, DMs send you a bunch of money to pay for that hospital bill? No. This is this one I no, call the panty dropper. Like you show them the hospital bill, I'm pretty sure they're going to go <laughs> right back up. Yeah, no. They're just going to, after when that, they realize they're just you're broke. broke. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
it's hard to get girls when you have a hospital yeah. bill you can't afford. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, I know first uh, firsthand. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's pretty uh, pretty punny because uh, it's it's funny. I got bit bit on the hand or the thumb to be exact. So you know, well, I'm, mm. yeah, I'm funny. Yeah. Uh, yeah. All right. Well, this will conclude episode four. Yeah. Of THP. All right, y'all. With IJ Jakes. <laughs> this is IJ Jakes signing out. <laughs> My family just calls me Grape Ape. Grape Ape. There yeah. you go. So I'll just we'll just roll with that. My family just uh, calls me calls me Jacob. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. How exciting! Yeah, it's uh, it's pretty lame. <laughs> so I give my so I give vanilla. I gave I just gave my own myself my own nickname. And, uh, I like it. Yeah, I J Jake. It's uh, I expect I'm nothing. Put you else. in my phone is that? Now. <laughs> yes, yes, <laughs> success. <laughs> oh yeah, that just made my night. Go on Facebook, check out my boy I J Jake. <laughs> <laughs> All right, y'all, we're out. <laughs> Bye. Peace out.